Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe, and welcome once again to the show. <clears throat> so every day, inches closer, one by one, and it's going to get closer to the NHL trade deadline. Yes, the same things and the same news is being hashed out. However, the Devils have been winning more games without Jack Hughes. They've been winning more one to two point game leads, which is a good thing. And also it can be a bad thing one way or another. I'll explain. However, this is a testament for this team versus last year's team. And what does it mean to have that going on? It's called adversity. When you deal without your best player, your top center, and no offense to Nico Heischer, you have everyone cooperatively stepping in. And what I mean by that is hockey is a sport where it is a collective and not a one-man show. And so the devil's been relying on the goaltending the defense, and the forward core outside of Jack Hughes. And this has made everyone step up their game a little bit more and say, hey, um, if we go on the power play, who's going to jump in? And lately, a guy like Dougie Hamilton has stepped in big. Uh, Cher Goch has finally broke the ice. Jesper Bratt is connecting. And even Ryan Graves has chipped in a game-winning goal. Mikey McLeod, uh, Jesper Bofist, they've all started to chip in here and there. And this helps the Devils not only stay above the Rangers in the Metro, but it also gives the Devils a cushion above the wildcard teams. So I know this is a little off topic, but um, Alexander Ovechkin is going to be on a weekly basis or just one week leave of absence because of the passing of his father. So that's a heads up hockey uh, note. And definitely it's going to mess around a little bit with the rival capitals uh, chemistry a little bit. So it's going to be harder. They're going to, they're going to lose not only a skill player, but a heart and soul guy. And it's going to make the Capitals want to play a little extra harder. So the Devils, however, they got guys like Andre Palat who are fresh off injury. And it is mentioned by Greg Wyshynski of ESPN that Jack Hughes is a 50-50 because he played a non-contact jersey at practice. So let's see if there's anything up to date. And... Let's see anything else from Amanda Stein. So, yeah, any word. Ryan Novozinski is also a good source and great dude. I will say this. Um, looking at this year's team versus last year, the Devils are winning close to 71% of the time. And that is great because you have guys that are performing to their potentially some of their highest potential and some guys 
haven't even peaked yet. And before we get to the full trade talks, I have to go over this. The trade rumors are heating up. The Devils have a real pest in the Carolina Hurricanes. Not just because they're first in the standings, but the Devils and the Hurricanes are in an arms race uh, to get the next best player on their roster. And the Hurricanes looked at Adam as a rental and try and just go for the cup. That is the Stanley Cup. The New Jersey Devils are in a different situation where they're just entering their playoff window. And they're looking to add that player longer term and go for as many attempts at Lord Stanley's Cup. And the Devils can also add players like Ivan Barbashev. Yes, he may be costing you a second-round pick. However, the Devils are going to have a late second-round pick in this year's NHL draft. Um, I would not only say this, but I'm a fan of Barbashev. He, to me, reminds me of a Russian version of Max Domi, but maybe better. And maybe not cost as bad, but... For someone who likes to fiddle around, looking at, so let me do elite prospects. Let me do a little um, compare comparison for you. So as I log in to elite prospects, I will tell you why one or the other would be good options because it's good to have backup plans. When the Devils fell short on Johnny Goudreau in free agency, who was their plan B? Andre Palat. Yes, he, he cost a lot, but Palat is a veteran who's been there, done that, and has done a lot of good things for the Devils as of late. And it's good to have a veteran in the locker room to help the Devils get around the adversity without a key player like a Jack Hughes. And guys like him play responsibly defensively, defensively, and lead by example. All right, so as I go into the the compare players mode, Evan Barbashev... Yeah, he's a 95 birthday. Yes. Hell yeah. Let's see what we got. So both players are born in the year of 95. Max Domi is older, born in March, born in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And you have the Moscow native, born in December. So um, you look, let me look at it this way. I used to be 27, but you look at Barbachev. He's a young 27, born in December. So he is a little bit younger. I mean, he's actually a lot younger 
So let's look at the past couple of games. You have Barbashev and Domi are tied for four points in their last five games. Whoever, who has the most goals in that time span? Ivan Barbashev. So let me look at the players' NHL numbers. So Barbashev does have 0.44 points per game. However, Domi's the better player with 0.63 with a minimum of seven years of experience, total of eight years. Barbashev has seven. Now, you look at that. Um, Domi has 115 goals. Barbashev has 78. So you're really looking at a player in Max Domi, who's the better of the two when it comes to having the better goal scoring. Now, if you want two players, really good options that can play physically and skills wise in your mid six, this will help the doubles round out that bottom six. And let's look at the playoffs. So playoffs, Max Domi, two years experience, 24 games played, along with Ivan Barbashev. Domi is the better player by points per game when it comes to playing in the playoffs. However, Ivan Barbashev, if the Devils lose out on Domi, Barbashev is a good consolation prize. And the Devils do have some Russian, Belarusian ties. So um, Barbashev, to me, makes the most sense. Um, Max Domi, I think, makes the best overall player available for the doubles to really get. But I'm not sure what the trade value will fetch. So if I want to talk more about contract... Um, contracts wise, Max Domi sets you back a good $3 million. Now, if that contract is retained by the Blackhawks by 50%, that's $1.5 million. And the Barbashev contract is actually. 2.25 million. So that's a little bit more doable. However, um, I do think the Devils would rather go for Barbachev more because he's six foot one and Domi's five foot ten. They're about the same weight, but however, there's more muscle mass on. Max Domi, and that is probably going to be another reason why Domi goes quicker. But I still think the Devils still go after him. Um, just really, I, I like to look at these finer details and 
having a physical guy in your lineup will make it easier for your players like a Heesher, a Hughes, a Sharon Govich, stuff like that. You don't want your best players to be picked on um, when it comes to playoff hockey. And the Devils look like they're going to play the Rangers um, in the first round. So you need to have guys that are going to play that Sasquatch style, which is your hits, your block shots, and scoring points. All right, so buddy of mine, you know him as Jake Wakely. He sent me a good little insight from tsn.ca. I don't know if I'll be able to read it all to you out loud, but it's going to be an interesting situation. But it's definitely going to be an interesting listen. So here we go. Let's hear some audio. Let's bring in our TSN Hockey Insider. Here's Darren Dreger. How you doing, Dregs? Doing well, fellas. How are you? Aside from, look, at, I apologize. Dude, oh, I'm apologizing publicly. One sec. For, for for replying, commenting on Twitter about the shenanigans that was going on. No, no, let me guess, Drake, uh, you, you thought that, like, I was lefty for real and I just had a bad, like, swing at it or what? I'm trying to visualize. I was an athlete and Noodles is an athlete. But Kyle Davidson and Blackhawks ownership is trying to do it the right way and there's no easy way to do that. Because I touched on Mayer earlier in the show. Like, it, I find it almost somewhat surprising that you talked about the waiting game and deal fatigue yeah, it as is you described a it yesterday and the Chikrin situation. It's kind of like musical this season. He's a restricted free agent. You know, if it doesn't work out this year, he just part of their legacy, even though I'm us here, doesn't it? Pat Winnipeg has a history of doing things like that, right? I remember the Paul Stashney deal that just suddenly materialized. Continue to have mm. Davidson. This is uh, extension conversation. They're, the, they're my San Jose. I've said this before. I should remember at the start of the year. I'm like, Noodles. I'm not going to talk about him. I'm not going to talk about him. Now they got me talking about yeah. him again. So yeah, I, you're all in. That's <laughs> all in. I've fallen into the trap too. Every year, you're like, maybe they do it this year, and then yeah, it's like, yeah. no, nope, didn't happen. Missed the playoffs last year. It was a mess, but they've seemed to put it together. Go ahead. Yeah, Frank, they got cap space, right, right Dregs? Yeah. Like that's what sticks out. They got yeah. they got eight nine million. Does the owner the owner the richest guy in the country? Yeah. I think he can find nine million, but who knows. What happens here with the pack? Yeah, look, I mean, Mark Tubman, Dave Thompson, they want to win, right? Every owner in the National Hockey League wants to win. Mark Tubman, man, he's as competitive as they come. Uh, likewise, throughout the organization, front office, new coaching staff, all of that. That goes without saying. Uh, I think anything is possible, and I know that's not a direct answer, but, you know, I, I know Shovel Layoff's going to kick tires and is having conversations with the same general managers that Kyle Dubas and every other playoff team is having. Uh, Timo Meyer, could he be a fit with Winnipeg? Not necessarily, but again, when you're when you're able to add a six foot one winger 
a top six forward who scores 30 plus, yeah, you're going to call and you're going to find out what the ask looks like and whether or not you can make it fit. Jonathan Taves feels more like a local media driven storyline, but I'm sure that Shovel Dayoff will again figure out whether or not Taves is uh, an option or Winnipeg is an option for Jonathan Taves. I think he's going to play that game positionally through his forward core and defense. He doesn't need to worry about his goaltending, but I know that he's also a very conservative GM. And some of his messaging to those around him is, look, we could do something of significance, but we're not necessarily big game hunters, and we may disappoint some people with our lack of activity closing in on the deadline as well. Darren, big picture, what kind of crumbs are we going to have left for trade deadline day? Like, (laughs) Do you project that this is going to all go down in the next five to seven days and it's going to be a crumb fest? A crumb fest. Well, some pieces are going to follow, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, how long is Jay Checker going to twist in the wind? Come on, man. Because guys, bring a fan. I go to Reynolds, and I had a good friend of mine build the organization and help this. Right, but I read some social media speculation, and I really haven't had time to respect $2 million that he gets to tax. Yeah, honestly, like, <clears throat> it's a little bit, like, messed up. And I was just trying to dig through the audio. And it's just like, you know, they're mostly talking about, like, Winnipeg trying to, like, get, you know, their hands on Timo Meyer, But I don't think they're going to fall through because, you know, Winnipeg's going to have to give up more of their farm system and more of, a couple of roster players to really actually make it work. Um, the way I look at it is simply that if a team like Toronto tried to make a few moves and try and get Timo Meyer, they would try and like, they would have to like move with next year's uh, first and a 2024 second rounder, maybe throw in, uh, one of their other prospects, not named Matthew Nyes, because it's been made public that the 23 first rounder is not going to be made available and they want to keep Matthew Nyes. But what does that do with the Devils? This has to do with the counter offering. And Carolina has um, a better prospect pool when it comes to making a trade package. However, does Jack Drury, Scott Morrow, and the Carolina picks, like, is that going to be good enough to woo and fetch Timo Meyer? Uh, I will go on to say this. The Devils have guys like Holtz, uh, Gretziuk, Muhammadulin, uh, guys like those they could easily package because the Devils have so many players in the waiting that are going to make their opportunity known. Um, I really think Kevin Ball has a good chance of staying in New Jersey rather than being traded away, but he could be dealt, but I think it would be a, a bit of a mistake because you want to have someone eventually succeed Ryan Graves. And I want to keep Ryan Graves longer 
However, the fourth period mentioned in a past article where, you know, the Devils haven't talked contract extension. And also Damon Severson is on the trade block, um, according to Chris Johnston uh, from Sportsnet, I believe. And anyways, anyone could correct me there. However, um, when I look at these trade values, I try not to be a Devils fan when it comes to that. I look at the more broader picture. So with that being mentioned, I really see the way the Devils have been playing, even without the star player. The Devils go on tonight on ESPN, not ESPN+, Plus, actual ESPN. I mean, look, the TV ratings for the Devils have been more nationally um, known this year. And in the past years, the Devils really not gotten much of a uh, good reputation. They've usually been ignored or but put on some sort of semi-national TV when we used to be on NBC uh, for a little bit and NBCSN uh, being run by Comcast is Philly owned and the Devils really didn't get <clears throat> any respect towards that. Now, I do want to talk about why when Jack Hughes does come back. So I'm going to, like I said, um, I use elite prospects most uh, when it comes to stats. And now let me put some context into this because I usually would write down notes before I started using StreamYard and it's a lot easier and I have my own uh, laptop. So it's really easy and more effective. Um, I really am excited that I'm changing this format for the good and just trying to improve uh, heads up hockey more and, you know, put this more out on other platforms. So it's going to be a good uh, trade deadline for the Devils because they're actually buyers and they're not going to have any buyers remorse because Tom Fitzgerald's a very, um, looking for the right pieces and the right players. And I usually don't compare young centers to other great centers, but I like to do this for fun. Uh, Jack Hughes, and if you do this once in a while, um, to me, if you look at Jack Hughes numbers um, from age, from an age perspective, okay, here's something interesting. So both Jack Hughes and Sidney Crosby are both five foot eleven or hundred system. Jack Hughes is 176 pounds. That's 80 kilograms. Uh, Sidney Crosby is 201 pounds, 91 kilograms. I can see Jack Hughes adding uh, 11 more kilograms or about 15 pounds to his frame. And he will be a freaking phenomenal center 
um, as he adds on more muscle. And contract-wise, uh, Jack Hughes is $700,000 cheaper than um, Sidney Crosby's contract. And they're both first overall picks uh, 14 years apart. So this is something like these guys have achieved a lot in their age group. And if you look at Jack Hughes, uh, he has six goals, five assists in his past uh, five games played versus Sidney Crosby um, with two goals, five assists, and seven total points. But really, um, I'll say this. If you have both players playing minimum 97 minutes and 56 seconds, um, this, this is elite-level territory for a young buck in Jack Hughes. And I want to go more towards the 21-year-old Jack Hughes. So he's projected to get 106 points with... So Jack is looking at that 106-point mark, 55 goals, 51 assists. Um, Right now, if you look at Jack currently... He has two more goals than Sidney Crosby did at the end of the 08-09 season. And yes, he is short of Sidney Crosby's assists. However, you look at the way he is built. If he can just, you know, stay healthy the rest of the way and keep racking up those points, he can put up. Uh, a closer amount of numbers to Sidney Crosby uh, in that retrospect. Um, and t- at the age 20, Jack had 26 goals and 30 assists. And he was and he broke Crosby's uh, uh, goals total at age 20 and was 18 assists short uh, in that age group now. Um, I will, I will back up Tom Fitzgerald in this. He said when he was signing that contract with Jack Hughes, he said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I do see it. I see the fire, uh, coming up like an inferno. And I really see the doubles making a huge push for Timo Meyer and, I do want to do a bit of a compare and contrast. And yes, I know some people will say, Joe, you're nuts. What does this have to do with guy A versus guy B? I'm just one of those guys that has to evaluate not just the skills of a player, but the overall stats of a player and are they worth their contract? So, yeah, Timo is the big fish, no pun intended. And the Devils have a lot of Swiss ties. Um, yeah, this is where I mentioned it before, where you have guys like Jonas Siegenthaler, Nico Heischer, all from Switzerland, 
and even Akira Shmi to an extent. Uh, he is from there, and I can see the Devils making some sort of move to try and get him in, and I know they're being very aggressive. And my source told me uh, the other day that I will go to the text. So my source confirmed a tweet from uh, this person named Rasid B and mentioned the San Jose Sharks are reluctant to give Myers agent Claude Lemieux, former devil, permission to speak uh, extension with teams because it's believed Myers' desire is to sign with the New Jersey Devils, preferably, preferably. So there's an intention of... uh, signing an extension with the team being the New Jersey Devils uh, will most likely be traded without extension talks, could be traded to other teams involved. Um, I do see teams trying to uh, up their ante with the trade assets. However, um, I did tweet to my source and my source said yes it is true he wants to come here so I, I did my due diligence and I've been trusting this source for the past few years since I started heads up hockey when it used to be called the Jersey Joe corner and I wasn't all that advanced um, with this technology but now this is a lot easier to do because you can actually see me and hear me. So, Timo Meyer has four points and three goals in his past five games. Pavel Buchnevich has actually five assists in five games played. Really, they're all pretty productive. Now, if I want to look at Navich's past couple of seasons and Myers, both on teams that are going on the down low. Buchnevich had 16 goals and 30 assists uh, with the Rangers, and Meyer at age 24 had 12 goals and 19 assists. And so he started to pop along with Buchnevich, and Buchnevich had 20 goals and 28 assists uh, with the Rangers and Meyer with the Sharks popped that season at that age with 35 goals and 41 assists and has really hit his stride. And Buchnevich, the next year at age 26, and same thing with Meyer, Buchnevich had... 30 goals and 46 assists, 76 points. And Timo Meyer is on pace for 77 points and 46 goals. So right now, Meyer has 31 goals, 21 assists, and 52 points. Uh, so if the Devils miss out on Timo Meyer, they can actually get a guy like Pavel Buchnevich, who's actually 
Um, let me see his contract status. Yeah, so Meyer is a restricted free agent currently on a $6 million deal. And Pavel Buchnevich, key two, yeah, cap friendly. So you can control Meyer. He's at RFA 2022 to 23. And Buchnevich is up at the end of the 24-25 season. So they're very similar in height. It's just that um, Timo Meyer is a, a inch shorter and Pavel Buchnevich is a inch bigger. But Timo Meyer has more muscle mass at 216 pounds and six feet. And you have Buchnevich who's six foot one and 196 pounds. And I mentioned this before that both these guys can play playoff hockey as well as regular season hockey. And I think if you add one of these two guys to a line on uh, the New Jersey Devils, the Devils get stronger, faster, more physical, uh, become more abrasive. And anyone trying to take on the Devils, this will most certainly be a harder endeavor for teams to beat. So for those of you looking for me on Twitter, Instagram, anything else that pops up, I'm Jersey Joe 11 underscore NJ. And also I have a funny little Twitter thing. It's called uh, the Sask Squad NJD. This at Sasquatch NJD right over here. Yeah. I like to put some funny stuff on there and you can interact with me there. I'm on pucks and pitchforks and this will be on YouTube, uh, anchor.fm, Spotify, and a bunch of other podcatchers. So if you're looking for me, um, send me questions, whatever you like. Thank you and have a great day.